Today we're going to talk about our faith. How would you describe your faith? Is your faith more personal, private, or public? I want us to think about those words as it relates to our faith, both inside and outside the church. We think, is it personal, is it private, or is it public? And I would venture to guess today that because you're here, and I'm glad you're here, because you're here, you have some kind of faith that is personal to you. It's personal, it's, it's real on some level, and you're, you're here to express that faith, to grow in that faith. Uh, there may be others that are here today that are, are still kind of questioning, and that's okay. We're all in a different place with our faith in God. And you're maybe questioning and, and seeking a deeper uh, kind of faith that you can have and that can carry you in your day-to-day life. I think we're, we either have it or we're seeking that kind of, kind of personal faith. And as we think of personal and then that next word, private faith, I think we could kind of relate well to those first two words. You know, that our faith, yeah, it's kind of personal. And, and, uh, and I've heard many people say in the past, as I've talked to them, yeah, my faith is kind of, kind of private. You know, maybe they, they have a little difficulty uh, talking about their faith, Okay. So I think we can relate to those two first words there, uh, personal and private. But when we go to that that third word there, public, having a a more public faith, I think when we get to that word, uh, the red flags start to kind of go up in our mind. And right away, I think we begin thinking about conversations that we've either overheard or conversations that we've been in ourselves when the issue of faith or religion came up. And when that happened, you remember this, when faith or religion kind of came up amidst the group or in the conversation, uh, a few things probably happened. Either things got kind of heated, things got kind of awkward, or things became eerily silent. And so you're thinking that if, wow, you know, to, to, to be more public with faith can, well, have, can maybe have some consequences, can, uh, you know, make things go a different way and, and become uncomfortable even. And when you're thinking, when we're thinking together about beyond just a personal and a private faith, which is kind of easier for us to, to receive, we get that. When we think about more, more public kind of faith, we think, wow, that's, you know, I'm a little more uncomfortable about that. And you think, if I were to be more pu- public with my faith, maybe, maybe I would lose some friends 
or maybe I would possibly lose my job. The truth is, we live in a cultural climate that is becoming increasingly intolerant to Christian values and beliefs. Many researchers and cultural commentators say that we no longer live in a, quote, Christian society, but that we are actually now living in a post-Christian society. When we look back to the 1950s and 60s, we see that a majority of our nation went to church and claimed to be Christian. But that is no longer the case. Political correctness now says you can have your faith, but keep it to yourself. I think that's what political correctness today is, is basically saying. You know, okay, you, you can have your faith, but keep it to yourself. But when we open up the Bible, when we start to read in the New Testament, we are told not to privatize our faith. To, that we are not to keep our faith a secret. It's actually the opposite. That our faith in Jesus is to be shared. It's to come out into the open of our public life so that others can see it. Others can hear it. And it's not for them to look at us as being anything special. No, no, no. Not the case. It's not about us. It's that they would look to Jesus, the one who is special, and the one who came for them, the one who loves them. And that if they begin to see a Christian life lived out outside the church walls, and they begin to kind of hear about a sense of faith that is possible in God, the God who's always with us, the God that leads us and strengthens us to get through the most difficult times of life. Other people want and ultimately need to hear those same words. That they too can trust in Jesus. They too can have all their sins forgiven. Deep down in the human soul, everyone yearns for that. Even now in a society, like I said, that seems to kind of increasingly be saying, you know, just keep it to yourself. Let's not talk about it. Wait a minute. So, but the Bible's then saying something very different. We should be open. We should share. So it comes down to what will we believe more? Who will we obey more? What will we do with the sense of our faith in public? You see, Jesus didn't die on the cross for a few. We believe that he died for all. Therefore, the message is not for the few. The message is for all. It's for all. 
Today, in our scripture reading out of John chapter 1, we see John the Baptist, the cousin of Jesus, not keeping quiet, but boldly speaking about and pointing people to Jesus. That's what we see John the Baptist doing. John demonstrated, we have this in our notes, John demonstrated a public faith that pointed people to Jesus. We have three different verses here highlighted that all come out of John chapter 1. In verse 23, he said, I am the voice calling out in the wilderness. Verse 29, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And in verse 34, I testify that this is God's chosen one. See, he didn't keep quiet. He didn't have a privatized faith. He had a faith that was public. They say, everybody, hey, you need to look at this guy over here. He's going to say some awesome things. He's going to do some awesome things. Look to him. Start to follow him. See, when the religious leaders came to the area of the Jordan River where John was baptized, you know, coming from Jerusalem, coming from the big city, and, and these are the upper ups in the, in the, the religious uh, atmosphere, and they're saying, you know, you know, you're stirring things up. You know, what are you doing? Who are you? Okay, there, there was some... some uh, Prophecies in the Old Testament that talked about a Messiah, that talked about a certain prophet that was going to come, and these kind of special things about a person that was to come, and they're kind of wondering, is, is that you, John? And they said, who are you? And, he's, and again, he was like, it's, it's, no, it's not me. It's not me. I'm not that guy. Jesus is that guy. You know, when they said, John, you know, who are you? You know, Listen to what he did not say. He didn't talk about um, where he grew up, uh, his hobbies, you know, about how he ate the, the honey-glazed locusts, you know, for snack time. You know, he didn't, he didn't you know, all the things people kind of saw about him and labeled him. And, and he didn't talk about any of those things about himself. Again, he, he got things off himself and, and he pointed people simply to Jesus. That's was John's job. That's, that's what he was doing. And I want us to think about that for a moment. Most of what people say tends to be about themselves. You ever, have you ever noticed that? That just happens a lot with most people. It, when they talk, it tends to be about themselves or what's going on in their life, right? Oh, how, how busy I am, all the things I have we have to do, our schedules, you write all these things kind of about what, what's going on with us. But how much better would the world be, hear this, how much better would the world be if we spoke less about ourselves and more about Jesus? How much better would things be? In verse 20, the scripture says that, that that he did not fail to confess. Talking about John. He did not fail to confess 
that he was not the Messiah. You know, he confessed freely that Jesus was the Messiah. Jesus was the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. Jesus was the chosen one of God. So again, he simply pointed people to our Savior. And we need to be real and to recognize where we have made our faith too private or too secretive, failing to truly confess Christ in our public lives. I'm not here to condemn any one of us. I think we all struggle with this, myself included. Again, it's not easy within the culture we now find ourselves. It's not easy. The workplace, community, it's not. Okay? But sometimes we need to think, if the Bible is telling us that we need to be open about our faith, and then we, that yet we shy away and kind of keep it secretive, and, and we fail to confess. There's that phrase again. The Lord doesn't want us to, to fail to confess that we're with him now, and he's with us. You know, he's not ashamed of us. We should not be ashamed of him. And he came for each one of us. That's good news. See, when we, when we hold back and we choose not to share about the best person in the world who has the best news in the history of the world, when we hold all that back, we are really doing a disservice to everyone around us. I want us to hear this. I've talked about this before. I'll say it again. You know, again, we can get uncomfortable with that thought of of being more public with our faith. I get that. Because we don't want to be characterized, kind of that caricature of the the Christian who who is rude or disrespectful or looking down on others. No, no, no. We want to say that's that's not who we are at all. See, as Christians, we're not to be rude or combative or disrespectful. We can share our faith with gentleness and love. It can be done. It can be done. I think people are waiting out there. They're waiting for some faith to be shared with them, not to hold back, not to keep it a secret. They're waiting for some faith to be shared with them in a loving and gentle and respectful way. And it can be done. Let's review our last two points kind of quickly as we begin to, to round out this message. If we believe in Jesus personally, we should be moved to share his name publicly. You know, if something is, is personal to us, think of anything in life. If something's personal and real to you, it, it, it should be shared. And it's the same with our faith. It's the same with our faith. Next, as a Christian, your faith doesn't have to be preached on the street corner, but can be shared respectfully and naturally, one life at a time. There it is. We talked about this last year. We're going to continue to accentuate this idea this year that we can simply share our faith with one life at a time. Who is that one life that God has placed around you? The person who right now is is not looking to Jesus or that person who's not coming to church. And God wants to use you and me in their life. 
God wants to use us. You don't have to know the Bible perfectly. You don't have to be some super Christian. Just through your actions and your words, do what John the Baptist did. Do what he did. He just simply point. Just point to Jesus. You don't have to point to yourself. And I think that takes a lot of the pressure off in sharing the good news of God, of our Lord Jesus, of sharing our faith. I really do think that takes a lot of pressure off. It's, that you don't have to share about yourself and how you've made it and you have this awesome faith. We recognize our faith personally can be shaky at times. So you're not trying to show people, look what kind of awesome Christian I am, because we all know how we fall short. We're trying. We're just trying to follow him. And we say, we're just saying, hey, let's look to Jesus together, my friend. Or somebody you work with that's going through a hard time, or a friend at school, for those who are younger, just say, hey, you know, he's just a prayer away. You know, he's right there. Just, just talk with him. He wants to talk with you. We have to recognize that we don't have all the answers. Again, that's why we don't say, it's not look to me, it's look to him. We don't have the answers. We point to the one who does have some answers. That he is the Lord, the Savior, and the Good Shepherd that all of us need. And so... I pray, and may it be our prayer together, that our faith would become more public this year. Let's pray. Lord, we live in a world that increasingly wants us to privatize our faith. And that pressure that we often feel to to keep quiet about you. Yet, Jesus, you came to give your life for the world. You came to bring forgiveness and hope and eternal life to all who simply trust in you. This is the best news in history, and it should never be a secret. So help us. Lord, help us with the courage we need, Lord, to be your disciples that humbly and lovingly with our voices and our actions to point one life at a time to you. Help us, Lord, to do what we can. Use us out in the world as we go forth today and this week and onward just with one life at a time, just simply point everyone and, and ourselves to you. We thank you, Jesus, for your love for all of us. It's in your name we pray. Amen.